Good morning, grappling fans. It is the new time slot for Who's Number One. Very exciting times for us. It's myself, Chase, Michael Sears, my co-host, and we are joined today by none other than Ricardo Amendolia in the snowy north and Bear from Show Your Roll. Good morning, guys. How's everyone feeling this morning? It's an exciting time, huh? Oh, good. Glad to be back in Texas. We've been traveling a lot. Uh, didn't mean to match with you today. I just realized <laughs> we're both wearing our, uh, our work shirts. Uh, Ricardo, how's it going out there in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada? It's cold, but it's 2020, and the jiu-jitsu is at an all-time high, so it is awesome. Everything is good. Bear, what's up, man? How you been? Sounds like, a, <laughs> sounds like the new voice of grappling. I love it. I love it. <laughs> He's been the voice. He stays the voice. I think uh, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we got a lot of exciting things coming up this week. It would behoove us, I will say, to look back at Euros. We didn't have a proper proper uh, debrief on that event. Oh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about a there. A lot of exciting things happened there. I think uh, the most obvious of which... Hold on. Before we get there, let's talk about the event coming up. Just... Okay. Yeah. Kick, kick me off, Michael. Kick Just me off. we're gonna get to this event in a more thorough breakdown later. But this Saturday, our first event, who's number one, Costa Mesa, California, Flow Grappling Ticks, TIX dot com. Friday, four p.m. West Coast time, we're gonna have a press conference streamed online, free on Facebook, Instagram, everything like this on YouTube. So go out buy the tickets, come to the event, watch online. There's some great events. We'll talk about all that later. But yeah, let's get the Euros because Euro, Euros was crazy, huh? Yeah, Euros was a lot of fun. Uh, the biggest story I think is. Uh, Mikey Musumeci Bear called the it. absolute. No, Bear called it that Mikey was ready for it. I mean, what do you, Bear? What Not do you think about what do you think about Mikey in the in the open class there? <laughs> hey, just follow my bets. You're gonna win a lot of money. That's all I gotta say. You follow my bets. Oh, you're win a lot of money. Mikey Musumeci is the truth. Just like I said, if he didn't fight the big dude, him versus Muhammad would have been a whole whole different story. Watch him in the future. I'm telling you, when he fights absolutes. Put money on him. You're going to win a lot of money. I promise you. Do you think that Saif match broke him down a little? I mean, he said he hurt his neck and that. The guy was like, yeah, just basically neck crack. Bro. Yeah. You ever, you ever roll with like a 250-pound guy in the gym? Yeah, that guy's like, like four plus. <laughs> imagine that in the gym, whether you're a white belt or a black belt. Like, it doesn't matter. That's going to affect your body, and you're well, not going to be able to fight that well the next fight, especially if you're like 120 pounds. Yeah, near the end, it was like the guy was basically just trying to hurt him because I don't know. I mean, he's not going to pass his guard or tap him like that. He's just putting all his weight on his head have you seen that guy throwing some shade at mikey's instagram leaving him little comments and stuff <laughs> the guy's going after mikey online yeah, yeah is it mikey's story yesterday or two days ago or this something. is the new rivalry out there huh mikey versus saif yeah who knows but i, I thought that you can't blame the big guys either right that's yeah. like you can't bully the big guys they're just bigger guys and they're just trying no. to fight you know yeah you can't let you, you can't expect them, them to go bigger. easy you, they, they know that yeah, if yeah. Mikey taps them, it's going to be all over the place. They can't go easy on him. But, yeah, that Ali match really, really surprised me. I mean, Bear was all about Mikey was going to win the open class. I I thought Ali was going to beat him up. I mean, no, nothing against Mikey's jiu-jitsu, but he's just so much smaller. But it was amazing seeing him technically just going head-to-head with Ali. It was just, I mean, he lost by, what, a 50-50 sweep, and that's it. He almost took the back a couple times. Uh, Ricardo, what do you think about that match up there? I thought that that was um, probably... Uh oh, we lost Ricardo's audio. Ricardo, I think you might yeah, have hit your cord, buddy. Bar- yeah, Ricardo, unplugging, plug back in, and then holler at us. Yeah, uh, Bear, that matchup. Uh, I mean, Mikey's guard. First off, do you think anybody out there is going to pass that guy's guard? No way, no way. I mean, maybe if you like break his leg or something by like 
throwing his leg to the side or something and you shake his like leg or something you'll pass but you can't pass Mikey Garza there's no way like literally there's no way yeah I mean his legs are so short I mean but uh, fundamentally he's so strong I mean he, he never really looked in in trouble I mean uh, the the Ali uh, advantage even I thought was a little bit questionable for the for the pass uh, I talked with Mikey afterwards and uh, he's super excited to do more open classes because he was saying that I don't know. He's just saying these guys aren't as strong as he thought they were going to be, and he said saying he's going to go after Pans and potentially Brasileiro, which will be pretty exciting. Dude, Mikey at Brasileiro's would be insane. But I, I got to ask. I got to throw out the question there. I think that's on everyone's mind. Was Muhammad being really nice? Was Muhammad being really nice in that match? I, I think he was being cautious because he knows. I mean, it's like in, in basketball they call it getting postered. Like if somebody dunks on you, he know these guys know if Mikey takes your back and chokes you, it's all a million people are going to see that thing. Uh, I think he's being a little bit. I don't think he was being being nice at all. I I, I don't think Muhammad, Muhammad did not want to lose that match. No, absolutely not. But I just there's a part of me where it wasn't as physical as maybe I expected. If we have Ricardo back on the line here, Ricardo, give me a test. Give me one, two, three. No, we cannot hear you, my friend. Oh, all right. But maybe jiggle your cord or something because uh, it was working, and then I, I heard you cut out. So. Um, Go it's ahead. okay. I'll talk for Ricardo. Yeah, 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 okay. we've got Bam here. So no, bam. I think everybody's going to win, and it was a great fight, and they did well. And and you know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes round two. I would love to see match two because they're both great fighters, and you know, they both have equal equal skill. You know, is that this is that your Ricardo? Is your Ricardo impression? Right now. <laughs> both pretty good yeah, guys. So, Hard to call. Dark I mean, horses. I think something we got to talk about uh, regarding this situation is the props Mikey deserves for actually doing it. Because we don't see guys, we don't see roosterweight world champs step up and put it on the line like that. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and now he's saying yeah, he's going to wants to fight their division. Everyone's yeah. scared to get injured. Everyone wants to make sure they win their division. Mikey at this point is like, who gives a fuck? Let's just fight the best people where we can fight and let's make interesting fights. Everybody else is just boring and wants to fight the same. 10-minute matches and win by an advantage versus the same 10 people they fought for the last 10 years. It's so fucking boring, to be and honest. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then it's like... Even to be you real, guys, I'm just being real. We're all jiu-jitsu geeks here. I can yeah. only watch Low versus Gaudio 16 times, so many times. And I love both their jiu-jitsu. It's just sometimes it gets way too boring. No, yeah. it is. It's a great point. It's super refreshing to see matches that you know we can only dream of actually taking place, you know, and... Uh, I hope it's a new trend. I would actually like to see maybe uh, to help encourage more and more of these sort of mixed up divisions, like a, a light absolute be introduced. I think like how they do with the BJJ pros, they do light, light and under. Yeah, that just, could be interesting. You I just get, think you you know you get some of the lightweights facing more rooster weights. You know, encourage that a bit more. Maybe it would open up to the ultimate absolute challenge. Well, something that Mikey was saying, I worked with him a lot at Euros, and uh, he seems pretty convinced that he's going to be able to do both weights at Worlds. He said he wants, to, he wants to win the open class of pans, and he thinks he's going to do both weights of world. What do you think about that? I mean, it would be unprecedented. Of course I'm into it. That's, that's amazing. I don't know how it would work because those yeah. divisions all run at the same time, but I would, love to, I would love to see him hop off one mat and, like, sprint to another and take another match. I don't know. I don't know how it would work out, though. If you're going to let anybody do it, it's him because he's the only I, – I, this is something. I got a lot of heat for moving him to the pound for pound number one. And this is what I've been telling people. Tell me somebody else who's the, tell me somebody else who's the best who, in two different weight classes right now. There's nobody. Nobody. You, you know, and a lot of guys misinterpret the pound for pound term, and they think it means absolute champion, but that's not what pound for pound means. Like in other sports, you're talking about the best pound for pound boxer. It doesn't mean if they would win head to head in a match. It's about. I mean, head to head. I mean, if Mikey's the same size as everybody, who's going to beat him out there? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it, if it's going to happen. 
And uh, where would you put the top three? You would have Mikey and Bouchesh at the top, and then Mergali right after. I mean, that that would well, be like arguably like the but, top like. Bucetch is the absolute king, but he's just so inactive that, I mean, sure. yeah, Marigali and, and Kynan are just competing so much, so they pass him up. Okay, Mar- Bucetch takes the top spot after Worlds every year, but we got to adjust it as time goes on and, you know, give guys who win Spider and Euros and all Kynan's so damn active, man. Uh, that was the one that people wanted, number one. People who messaged me upset was, was Kynan, but it's like, hey, you know, you got to show up to the big tournaments. Mikey showed up and did Euros. Uh Won his weight. I mean, he's ranked number one in two different weight classes right now. Went head to head with a super heavyweight world champion. Lost by what did he lose by an advantage or two points? Uh, advantage, I believe. Lost by an advantage to Muhammad Ali, which is pretty crazy when you watch what he does to some other big guys. Ricardo, try and talk. Nope, he's oh, still man. he's still out. But Ricardo, I just sent you a message. We're gonna get you uh, on the line with our producer here. So. Um, Check that. Check that message out. And you guys are talking about interesting fights and European Mikey making it finally interesting again, almost like when Lebry fight fought the European absolute last yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Like, crowd was going crazy. And talking about interesting matches, you guys got who's number one coming up, and you got the Rotolo guys, kids coming. Talk about interesting fights. They're smashing black belts at uh, Nogi. Why don't we put some of the Rotolo brothers versus some of the best black belts and see how they smash them? Just saying. Yeah, yeah this one was actually uh, – how that worked out was cool was uh, – we, well, unfortunately, we, we lost one guy who was going to fight in that match, that Purple Belt Lightweight match. Uh, Rafael Silvera had just had uh, visa problems coming back. And then I was thinking about, like, you know, what Purple Belt can I get to take this match? And, you know, I was looking at the options. None of them were that interesting. And I don't know. I just thought, you know, maybe I'll reach out to Tyro Tolo. He just got his, got his Purple Belt. He, he, he accepted it. And uh, they actually, I think, had tra- family travel plans, he said, and they changed it so he could do the match and everything. So we're going to oh, see wow. his... His purple belt debut. We haven't seen him in the gi in a while, but I, I, I mean, yeah, tie versus some black belts would be interesting. We got to see who will step up and take it. I think a lot of people aren't going to want to put it on the line there and, and risk losing to a, a younger guy who's lower ranked. Even though he's, I mean, broke Paulo Miao's leg at ADCC. I mean, he's clearly black belt level. You know? Yeah, I mean, at this point, really, like, what's like he's a blue belt that just got a purple belt. Like, realistically, he's a black belt. Like, straight up, he's a black belt. Like. It's like if you put him against five or ten black belts in the mat competing, I guarantee he's going to beat probably five or six of those black belts. High-level black belts, not little like IBJJF, Long Beach Opens. I'm talking about top black belts in the world fighting at the World Championship. He would beat them. This is working. And that's who people want to watch fight. I mean, people don't want to watch these guys that nobody knows. People want to watch the Rotulos versus some of the best people in the world and watch it go on the line just the same way they want to watch Keenan. Same way they want to watch Mikey. The same way they want to watch Bushesh. Uh, same way they want to watch Murgarali. Yeah. All these guys, you know. So some somebody, uh, Guy Mendez has been really adamant. He's been messaging me about trying to get uh, Tyne in a black belt match. I, I mean, I think maybe this is the future. It's getting some of these up and coming guys who like Tyne just ran through the brown belt division at Euros. And Guy's telling me he wants a top five black belt for him, but it's hard to find guys to accept these fights, man. Nice. Guys don't want to put it on the line. Ricardo, you're there. Ricardo, what are you thinking? Can you hear me? Can yeah, you hear me? we got you. Loud and clear, Ricardo. Coming in crisp. Bro, All right. bro, bro. Come my, on, bro. bro. We had a nice flow. I apologize. <laughs> we just got, you know, cable internet in the great Canadian wilderness up here. My, <laughs> my apologies, guys. The, the, the Canadian tundra had some def- technical difficulties, but I'm back. So Did the show Bear's... may continue now that I'm here. Did you hear Bear's impression of you while you were muted? I heard, I heard a little bit of that. I heard a little bit, yeah. 
It was pretty decent, was it? It was, you know, not as good as me, but not bad. All right, Rick, you missed all the Mikey Here. talk. What do you think about Mikey putting on the line, being being a rooster weight world champ, and going out there and fighting the open class? Shades of Hoffa Mendez jumping into opens in Abu Dhabi 2010. That was before your time, Michael Sears. But it was something else. It's always great to see the little the Davids go against the Goliaths in Europeans at Portugal. Caio Terra called it. Bear called it from Shoyerol. Amazing. That was awesome to see. And uh, I hope that we're going to see more of that. That's At the end of the day, I hope you know this wasn't a one-and-done kind of thing, and it's only going to be happening in Portugal. I want to see it in Long Beach. I want to see it in Anaheim. I want to see it in Shoyerol headquarters against Bear. <laughs> Let's see Mikey do it all. That being said, that being said, Bear, I spoke to Seth Daniels about getting us a match on the card. He's cards full, but he said we can go on the next card. It's going to be called Who's Number Three? Barrett versus Balea. Who's number three? Not who's number one. Super fight. All submissions are banned. Points only. Hey, just as long as we get to, just as long as I get to be third place. And we both get to switch our medals on the podium, even though we didn't have <laughs> And we we'll both say, hey, we were both third place because we only had one fight or no fights. And we'll put our posts on Facebook saying, I thank God for giving me the courage to bow out to you and switch medals and take a picture on the podium and pretend like I got third place and I only I didn't get any fights. I mean, that's yeah. just what I'm saying. That's something that's, that's something let's, let's I would, move on. I, I'd really like to see that stop the uh, allowing people to change places on the podium and and, and take two gold medal pictures. They got to stop letting people do that, bro. Well, what about having like two gold medal pictures? Let alone being like taking like two two bronze medal photos when you had like one fight. Like, how is that even real? Like, that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, that's nuts. That's like crazy. You know, like if you have one fight and you win, great. But like, you can't have like no fights and say like you got like. You, two people got bronze. That's like insane to me. Like I can't even like I can't even like picture it in my mind. It's crazy. All right, moving on from Mikey. Sorry, let's, sorry to go off, guys. Let's keep on moving. Another we're, another we're big sto- another big story uh, from Euros. Felipe Andrew. Felipe Andrew, Ooh. man, that's a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit. He's a quiet guy. Doesn't speak English, but I mean, he's the first guy to tap Keenan in the gi. He went out there and arm blocked Keenan in the Euros a- absolute final. What do you what are you thinking about that one, Ricardo? Felipe Andrews, the real deal, you know, he, uh, debuting black belt. At the, we're not debuting black belt, but this was a real big coming out party for him, you know. He actually, I think he won Copa Podio a few years ago. Uh, not too many people probably saw that, but, um, you know, he's been really, really on a tear. So working that Bochinia that I taught him, actually Kavaka did, so I'll let him get some credit there. But, uh, man, Felipe Andrews, the real deal. I love his wrestling. He's got that sick little counter single leg mike malinoko mike mal from uh full wrestling gave me the lowdown on that expect to see a belayas breakdown video on that little switch that he does he actually counters the half guard coyote i don't want to get too much into it. i don't want i don't give away all the secrets here but felipe andrew's exciting first guy to tap keenan and the gi what's up with that bear did you see that happening I think he, I think Philippe Andrew taps anybody in the gi when he wants it unless it's a matchup a style matchup with them he just like like with Philippe Andrew and his dangerous triangles since like lower belts and having a crazy footlock from Kavaka and the guys like and his style is aggressive and he always likes to hold that collar so it's like no matter what you're doing like you're putting yourself in a bad spot he's like a really bad matchup and he's really really active so for Keenan or anybody that's like kind of slower and methodical like I think it's a bad matchup for him like a guy like Bouchesh or a bigger guy that can kind of isolate him in close space I think they 
they can do better with them. But like, if you're slower and you're kind of like playing like an open game, I think with him, it's like, he's too dangerous and he's too yeah. active. Like he's probably one of my favorite guys to watch because he, he's active. And he's, so He's one of these guys, just like Tommy. It's like, yeah, maybe you, maybe you yep. can slow him down and outpoint him, but he's dangerous the entire match. Like he's, you always sure. got to be ready for a submission. Like Keenan told me after the match, he's like, man, I knew he had that triangle from that position, but I didn't think it was that fast. Like, He's deadly, man. He's somebody that can finish anybody at any time. I mean, even in points, we saw him beat up on Ali last year, beat him by 16 points. Yeah, pants. I mean, this is final. a really underrated guy. I mean, Drysdale's all about him. Drysdale was commentating for us there. Drysdale, I mean, thinks he's going to win everything this year. It'll be interesting to see. Oh, I mean, he's got a good start, let yeah, me tell you. Yeah, he did get tapped by Gaugio in his, in his weight class. But, I mean, I think right. you, hit it, you hit it, though, Mike. You hit it like a lot of these. A lot of people don't know about these guys, especially when you have, like, a language barrier and you only speak Portuguese or some other language. So, like, the American and the European consumer, like, you don't really know these people. You can't connect to them. But, like, yeah. like Philippe Andrews, just like any other Brazilian kid or any other kid from another place, is, if they're really tough through the lower belts, like, they're going to spring spring up and start killing people. And Philippe Andrews won everything since, like, a lower belt. He's always been like this. It's just no one really... No yeah. one really follows the sport that hard, so they don't really know about him. Besides, like geeks like you, Mike, and everybody else, old Ricardo. Ricardo's a little older now, so he doesn't follow it as hard as <laughs> you, Mike. But that's memory issues. But he's Come one on, of those kids. Son. Like he's the, he's the on, truth. Yeah. Now, he's but the, you want to get your name out there. <laughs> you want to get your name out there. Tapping Keenan in the absolute final. Uh, that's a good way to do it. Let me let me let me pose a question for everybody and kick it around because we're talking about Mikey fighting big guys. I'm going to ask everybody to give me a big guy that you'd like to see Mikey fight coming up. Chase, kick it off. Talking strictly in the gi, right? Gi matches, yeah. Well, man, um, let, let, let's get another big, real big guy in there. Let's see Nalati. I want to see Mikey take on Otavio Nalati. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. So, it's I gonna lie. be the same as the last of the same. I just wanted, I, I want to pick something a little bit left field, you know. Right. Nalati is no, a look, big guy. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Nalati, it's no, no disrespect when I say no to Nalati. The thing is, he Mikey's not gonna stand with him, so you know he's just gonna pull guard right away. So it's gotta be somebody with an active guard to really get the best out of Mikey. I'm calling it right now. I want to see whoever wins Marigali against Victor Hugo faces Mikey in the next Ooh. who's number one with the undercard of me and Bear. Man, Marigali, I don't know if I want to do that to Mikey. Marigali, he's, he's vicious, man. He's, he's, too, he's, he's too polite. He's too polite, Michael he's, Sears. He's, he's polite, full of it, man. He's not polite at all. <laughs> he, he, he's not polite at all. He's just, he's just trying to trick he's, people. That guy goes out there and murders people. Okay, you're saying the Marigali, Victor Hugo... Uh, Winner Chase, for some reason, wants Otavio Nalati. That's his dream super fight. Uh, yeah. All right, Bear, who, 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 you want, who you want to see Mikey fight? I say, I say Mikey versus Keenan. I think yeah. that's the fight that makes sense. The two top American kids going against each other. Older generation American kid versus the new, kid, the new generation of American kids. I think, I think that's the fight I want to see. I think Mikey definitely has a chance against, against Keenan. Or Mergali. I'll How take either this? one of them. I, I think that, those would both be great fights. Mergali or Keenan versus Mikey. What's up, Ricardo? How about this, guys? How about this? Mikey versus Keenan. And if Mikey Barambolo's Keenan, Bear is going to double the Shoyro sponsorship. Oh! Hey, I think everybody wins my, there. My, might be worth it. Uh, no, but this is the thing. Like I was sort of <laughs> embedded with uh, with Mikey and Kyle. A little what about you, Mike? 
I was sort of embedded with those guys at the tournament, and Kyle really wanted that match. Kyle was bummed when they lost the Ali match because he's like, man, Keenan is the match. He's like, Mikey matches up well with him. <laughs> I think the whole Baron Bolo controversy, as, as sick as I'm sure Keenan is of hearing about it, I mean, that whole thing, can Mikey Baron Bolo him? Fans would love to see that. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the same with with as Bear. I'm gonna say Keenan's the match. I mean, I think they both have such big fan bases. They're both like sort of technical masterminds, like innovators. Uh, yeah, the whole different generations of Americans going against each other. And I, I think stylistically, I think Keenan will go out there and do jujitsu with them. You know, I don't, I don't think Keenan's uh just a big guy that's gonna try and smash on Mikey and you know try and Keenan's gonna try and do some jujitsu. He's gonna try and prove that you know his worm guard's better than Baron Bolo. Mikey's gonna be going after the back. I think that's the match. I think that match would blow up. I agree. I just want to see more Mikey. I just want to see more Mikey doing absolutes against big guys, getting out of that comfort zone. Putting it all out there. Like I said, I was trying to say this before, before my audio got cut out. I think Bear was a hacker and secretly tried to cut my audio from uh, Orange County over there or whatever he's from. Anyways, so <laughs> what I'm saying is when, when Mikey opened up against Ali, that was one of, that was some of the best Mikey Muzumeci I've seen all year. Always entertaining to see Mikey Muzumeci, but he was standing up with the guard, taking him down. He was trying everything. I, wanted, I just want to see more Mikey. Ricardo, you're a big guy. Would you accept a Mikey fight? Only if on two conditions. On two conditions, he's not allowed to grab my gi, and all <laughs> submissions are banned. <laughs> oh, not allowed to grab my gi. Hey, Ricardo, you you seem like you're super excited about Mikey. You weren't that excited the last time we were talking before Europeans. You were, you were talking about somebody else, and like it seems like you're a Mikey fan yeah. now. I, I, Ricardo, you really were like, doubting. You were doubting Mikey's it. absolute chances last time. Bear, Bear is correct. I remember I, you guys. Look, look. There is a difference <laughs> between <laughs> between doubt and question. I had some questions. All right, my friend. Oh, I love your Portuguese no. accent. Who, who did we all pick? Who did we all pick in the open class? I know I picked Ali, I believe. Who did you guys pick in the open class when we previewed it? Did anybody? Did Bear, did you pick Mikey? Wasn't Keenan? Wasn't Keenan the favorite? Keenan, yeah, yeah. Keenan, and um, yeah, Muhammad were the two favorites, I think, yeah, at the yeah. table. I, I picked Mikey. To, I picked Mikey to smash a bunch of people. I didn't. Okay. Pick, I, don't even, I don't think I picked them as the winner, but I picked them to smash a bunch of people. All right, all right. Uh, well, hey, another thing. Hey, who called uh, Talos and beating Bruno and got you know beat up on here in the studio? I did. Yeah, I did. get out of here. Yeah, you I, went crazy. I lost on me that one. I lost that one. I lost that one. I'll take yeah, it. I'll no, take but it. I mean, uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Talos and I think when he when he pulled the clean guard pull in the beginning is when I was like, okay, this is this is good for him because if you know strategically, like if if Bruno gets that double guard pull advantage there. <laughs> And can just play from top and be up an advantage. That, that's 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 a big plus for him there. But Talison got the clean guard pull and was able to work from there from a from the guard uh, from a clean slate. But then I mean, who thinks Talison beats Bruno and then goes out and I mean, not really tapped, but essentially tapped. Yeah, by, no, that, that by submission Tomo. was legit. That's, that, that, I, I was yeah, right there, yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah Passport put the smash on him. Passport yeah. put the smash on him. Man, it was, it was so like, crazy to watch live. Um, that was a know, tap. You, if you run out of bounce, that's a tap. Yeah, that's they a tap. Too, yeah, yeah. Just like Gabriel Hart just versus Tom. Yeah, that's a tap. And he was in that triangle forever. Well, what happened yeah, is, yeah. is uh, Tomo switched the triangle to the to the correct side. 
right there at the end, and that's when Taliesin had to make the choice to either risk, you know, getting DQ'd or hopefully get stood up with two points, you know, and he, he had to bite the bullet there and got DQ'd. But you could tell, you know, he was kind of comfortable when it was like the reverse triangle, and he, he, he was just waiting it out, but when Tomo locked it on the other side, there was an immediate reaction of, oh, shit, I'm either going out or getting DQ'd right now, and so yeah, that's what happened. Crazy, crazy match, though. I would have ran out of bounds, too, to be honest. I'd be like, yep, yep, he didn't tap me. I ran out of bounds. Like, Man, I'm surprised he didn't go on I <laughs> yeah, for sure. That, that would have been my strategy, me personally. What, what, what else was some was some cool stuff going on up there? I mean, we had Tommy. Uh, we got Hibamar scoring 38 points unanswered. 38, no. He didn't give up oh. a point. He went Dan Gable in that bracket. 38 points to nothing for Hibamar. Uh, tapped uh, Bruno Lima in the, in the yeah, final. Was that Ricardo's pick? Was that Ricardo's pick? No, I, don't, I, I can't remember. No. I, I picked Bruno I picked Lima Hudson. as a dark horse, but yeah, I, I picked Bruno Lima as a dark horse. I picked Hudson to win the bracket, but he missed weight. He didn't make weight, so that sort of threw things uh, off there. Yeah, I think he didn't even true. get on the scale because he was. Uh, I'm calling that by the, the most way, the Malaya dark horse curse. If you if you get picked as a dark horse by Ricardo, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, he picked Italo. He picked Italo to win the whole thing or something like. Italo like, lost like, to. Uh, like, Italo lost to Luan Carvalho in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Luan's tough, man. It's crazy. He's underrated. Uh, I, I heard. Okay, Ricardo's Ricardo quiet got, again. Ricardo, Ricardo went out again. All right, so we had, uh, okay, the champs. We had Kyle Terra team, took the first two. Tomoyuki, uh, Mikey Musumeci. Featherweight was Isaac. Isaac pulled it off. Isaac's, I mean, beat Sergio Oro. Uh, big win for him. I mean, he's turning it around. What do you, I mean, who had the who had the most selects? Was it who, who out of all of our selects? Who won the most? Definitely was not it? me. I lost like all of them, man. I had Gianni win featherweight. Gianni lost his his first match. Didn't I, Gabriel, Isaac? I think I, I picked, picked Isaac I picked and Sajoro. Yeah, so I, I was good on that one. Um, I think I picked Mikey Isaac. That um, the girl, the girl from um, from Belgium. Uh, Amal. She, yeah, Amal. Amal. Amal, yeah, she crushed it. Ended up winning that bracket. Uh, Basilio got tapped there by Larissa Campos, which was surprising. So who who picked uh, Gaudio to win super heavy? I, I think we were. Debating. I didn't. I think I'm pretty sure I I picked. I, I think I picked Gaudio. Uh, we should we got to write these down next time. Yeah, yeah, we've got to. Uh, Jonas, Jonatas Gracie. Um, basically, everybody on, picked yeah. Jonatas picked, Gracie. We yeah. picked, everybody picked Jonatas. Uh, I had Ronaldo. I did not have Tommy, but Tommy goes out there and triangles them. I don't was, think anybody I had picked. Igor Schneider, ultra heavy. We all had Muhammad. Everybody had Ali. Yeah. Who would have thought Ali Igor. was going to lose? Get his guard passed by Saif. Did you watch Bear? Did you watch that match? I didn't, dude. But well, this is, but this then is, but then again, you know anybody can like you're Saif. Like that's dude. Well, this this is how it happened. Problem. Saif ended up sprawled on on Ali for like two or three minutes, like a long time to it have that much awful. to have yeah. that much weight right over your head. Ooh. And then I saw Ali when he eventually fought his way out and escaped from there. Like he looked dizzy. He looked like he wasn't there anymore. Like, like he had been under that. And then eventually they went down. Ali pulled guard. And, and Sa- I think Ali, you know, he was messed up from being underneath him already. And uh, Saif got the, ha- got the half guard. Got his head, got the half guard. That's a big guy to be smashing you from the top of the half guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he ended up passing the guard. Which really really legitimizes Mikey's win over Saif in another way. Because it's like, then that For guy sure. goes out and beats Ali. There was a moment when Saif almost passed Mikey's guard. I felt like his legs were passed and he was sort of. Trying to crush him, but Mikey managed to, to slip back into close guard somehow. That was a crazy moment there. <laughs> and then, uh, so the <laughs> Keenan won uh, heavyweight. Uh, 
Who do you beat in the final? Adam? Adam. And Adam looked good. Closer match than last Adam, time. Adam's constantly getting closer, you know. I, he looked great in that match. Yeah. Had Adam, a nice butterfly sweep as well. Adam's making up ground on these guys for sure. Uh, yeah, super heavy was Galgio. Got the big win. That guy, I interviewed him at, at his house in Rio one time, and he was showing me his medals on the wall. And he showed me like a bronze or a silver from Euros. He's like, man, I've been going to this tournament since blue, but I, I, I just can't win Euros. And he finally, this was his first time winning the tournament. So he's been going since 2011. That's pretty cool. Uh, we had Ana Rodriguez come in and uh, the women's divisions to beat uh, longtime black belt world champion Talita Alencar. Talita, yeah. Shout out to them for avoiding the closeout there and having the match. Uh, Fion, of course, rec shop, double gold. Yeah. Impressive performance Took from Jess, Fion. Jess Flowers uh, back in the final. But, uh, yeah, Fion, uh, being Mesquite, is one to look forward to coming up. All right, you want to move on to Kasai? Because we got a lot to cover this time. That's night. right. We're... Uh, breezing through this here but yeah Kasai of course was just over the weekend uh, amazing amazing show a lot a lot of uh, kind of wild card chance events we had Patrick Gowdy get sick the day of Vinny got hurt his first match but uh, the biggest story I think has got to be Cyborg the veteran at 39 coming out on top of that bracket Bear were you able to catch any of that in that show no but I, Cyborg is a beast in any division Suplex, he's kind of like Suplex he's <laughs> you, see that? you put cyborg in a, you put cyborg in a division that's it's a it's a bad day for anybody he's gonna like probably beat like 80 percent of the division and then you know well, maybe losing the finals or the semis he suplex hulk he yeah, suplex hulk in the final he beat up on hulk he took his back too he took right? his back and then i think he almost got a near sub uh, yeah because the score was 6-0 or something like that it was, it was wild what 39 years old 39 and wreck and shop yeah uh, drew with Nicky what six Rock. minutes right six minute six match. minutes is the so he See, came out. That's how it should be. Let full suplex each other. Six <laughs> minutes, just let him yeah. go. Not this like ten minute of like playing guard for like thirty minutes to like try and make sure you get two minutes of sweeps. That should be, a, it. Yeah. Should be suplexes straight. I, th- I think six minutes. That's yeah, guys, nice. guys are more willing to push it for the match instead of like you know save it for the last couple minutes with with ten minutes. I think you're right there. And then, uh, bro, he cyborg cyborg just suplex like Hulk and Hulk's like top five of his like category and weight like that just shows you like you put five or six minutes in it people are going to start doing some interesting stuff yeah there was a little controversy there uh where basically Vinny magales pulled out mm. he uh had one match with nicky rod, nicky had, rod. A, had a draw and then he pulled out so then everybody else in the bracket got wins in the round robin right so it's like Cyborg, uh, got, Cyborg uh, got basically like Cyborg and Bruno Bastos basically got points for the round robin like they submitted Vinny when they didn't go against him. So and Nicky a, Rod didn't get those points because he drew. Yeah, that he match had a real zero match. Zero. Yeah, so it's like so he ended up getting behind Cyborg in the score as far as the round robin points are concerned because he didn't get that win by by default, um, uh, and, and that's what led to Cyborg getting uh, a place in the final where Nicky Rod ended up uh, earning. A spot in the third place match where he took on uh, Kyle Bame. It looked it looked like Nick and Cyborg were the two top guys there from from their from Nick Nick was neck and neck with Cyborg. Cyborg beat up on I Hulk. I mean Hulk this was time. really yeah. great yeah. in all of his matches. Yeah. I mean I thought he did. But it. if you look at the head to head comparison, yeah, Cyborg. I mean if Cyborg Hulk went to a I mean if Cyborg uh, Nicky Rod went to a ref's decision, Nick probably would have took it if it was if it wasn't draws and ref's decision. But uh, Did, yeah. was the fight was the fight way different because of the six minute match compared to like an Abu Dhabi or IBJJ full set between those fighters that you guys noticed, or is it kind of the same? What do you think about that? Um, I think the match was mostly different because it, it's more of a jiu-jitsu tournament than you know, yeah, ABCC not as much wrestling, being submission focused. wrestling yeah. or whatever. You know, Cyborg immediately pulled guard. 
And uh, you could tell that he was prepared for Nikki's intensity this time around. You know, he was able to invert over uh, underneath Nikki's kind of flying guard passes. They always tries to do the cartwheel passes. Well, um, this is the thing. Like the matches that Nick was winning at ADCC zero zero, uh, but he's getting the ref's decisions based on aggression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this format, he's just getting a draw in those in those yep. situations. Like uh, I think. Vinny was another one. If it was a yep. rest decision, oh, Nick, Nick would have took that N- thing. Nicky beat yeah. up on, on Vinny pretty much, um, if we're being honest about that. And uh, really it comes down to Nicky being extremely talented, really, really uh, physically uh, amazing, a gifted athlete. But he's going against now the top tier, the 1% black belts, who are so good at not being scored on. He's just having a hard time. Uh, you know, finalizing the position, getting in the hooks or securing the pass, whatever it is. I mean, he was so close to getting the back of Vinny and, and also passing the guard. But Vinny is very, very, you know, crafty. He's able to avoid getting scored on. And uh, that was something we, we talked about a lot before the event was, you know, can Nicky Rod actually score in this tournament? Because it's going to be tough. And that ended up being not the case, you know. And Cyborg uh, ended up having a win over Bruno Bastos by points. And then, of course, he got the default win over Vinny, which put him into the, the final there. Kyle Bame got a big win. He heel hooked uh, JGR, Joel Gabriel Hosha, which is a big win for him. Uh, Dante uh, got the won the rematch against Tanato Canuto. Dante, Very close match. Yeah, Dan- yeah. Dante's on a roll. I mean, you look at his last year. He tapped Izaki. He tapped Edwin. All these Nogi. He took Lepre's back. I mean, he won Nogi Worlds where he, like, basically broke Jaime Canuto's arm. Like, he's just Dante. Dante's on a roll, man. Dante uh, looked great. And he, uh, I got a great post-event interview with Dante. You know, um, just such a killer, man. He's like, I- I'm different than these guys because every time I step out to compete, I'm better. I know I'm better. I'm not trying to just refine how to win. I'm trying to improve my jiu-jitsu every single time, whether it's better wrestling, better top game, better guard, whatever it is. But he's always just just obsessed with getting better. And you can see it in his game. He is improving, which is kind of a terrifying thought. But... All right, so we got limited time left. Let's get to the event, huh? Let's get to who's number one. The big, big news this week, right? That's right. We, we opened the show up with uh, the announcement, but we'll remind you guys again that it is, of course, our debut event from Flow Grappling. Who's number one? We've been talking about it for weeks now. It's going down in Costa Mesa, California. That's Orange County. Uh, you, there are still tickets available if you guys want to go to the show. Flow Grappling Ticks. That's T I X dot com. Um, and we'll have those links all over the website as well. It's going down this Saturday, and it is uh, going to be a great time. Michael, tell me a little bit about the event and uh, what's happening today. Well, uh, we've added some exciting new matchups uh, lately. As we talked about earlier, Ty Ruotolo is on there now. He's fighting this guy, uh, Moy Connell, this guy from Dream Art. Now, not as big of a name as Ty, but this guy's a beast. He's the number one ranked purple belt. He, he tapped the guy. He tapped the Novi Now guy in the finals of, uh, of Euros. Uh, Bear, how long have you been hooked up with Ruotolos. You sponsor those guys, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Since, like, the kids were, like, I don't know, yellow belts. It's been forever. I forget. Like, yeah. I can't remember, like, birthdays for, like, my mother sometimes. I'm, like, the worst person with, like, dates. But, yeah, we've been with the Ruotolos since, like, they were just, like, fighting little, like, tournaments. I don't know, five years, eight years. It's It's been, like, a long time. So I've watched them progress as little kids to just, like, these like how, specimen, like teenaging kids that are like beating up black belt adult how do world you champions. Think, you know, so. How do you think, like you're saying, they beat up black belt adult world champions? How do you think? I mean, this is a purple belt match for Ty. Do you think the purple belt's going to be able to hang with him, or do you think Ty just r- runs through that division? I think it just depends. I think the boys have been doing a lot of no gi recently, yeah. so it's like they may not be like completely in sync with the gi right now. But I think they're just so naturally like talented, and they have each other, and they got like a strong system at home with the mom and dad and 
um, Chris and Nicole. So I think like, on, in all honesty, like, you know, of course I'm biased because the boys, we sponsor them, but like, I think they're the future of uh, what American Jiu-Jitsu is and this new evolution of what it is. I, I honestly think them fighting black belts or the best like grapplers in the world, wrestlers, pro wrestlers, I think that's what people are going to want to see. You know, I don't think people are going to want to really see them fight like a purple belt or the brown belt world champion. I think that's so obsolete the way we're kind of like doing it as yeah. like, um, as matchmakers and promoters. Um, I think that's more just personal how much we love the sport. But I think the future of it is um, these kids are the real deal. They're great kids. They're great role models. They're great ambassadors. They come from a great family. Um, anybody you meet that knows the Rotolo kids, they'll come and they'll tell you the same exact thing. They'll say, wow, those boys are amazing. I would never think like they can hold it together for that long. And like they got a lot of pressure on them, you know, since they're kind of like the kids that became the popular kids and they're still being able to perform and still be good role models and still be exciting. I think that's like that that kind of goes that kind of like um push it away, pushes it away a little bit. So as much as I like seeing them fight like the best purple belts in the world, in all honesty, I think they should get their black belts like. I think if some like if someone doesn't give them their black belt, I don't even think they should be a purple belt. I think you should just give them their black belt. Like, who cares about the system? I think the system and the belt system is completely outdated. Jiu-jitsu in general, as a culture and as a sport, is super outdated. We're so far behind. So um, everyone's like, oh, you have to wait till you get like you know one year in brown belt to compete at IBJJF. It's like, who cares? Like, don't compete in IBJJF. You don't have to. You know, like just go fight other tournaments and just fight the best in the world. And I'm the biggest IBJJF fan, you know, when it comes to the sport and the culture of it. But I'm just saying the the boys should be fighting, or not even just them, anybody in general, like yeah. uh, Mikel Gaval, all these kids, like the, the kids that are really, really good, like I think they should just be fighting like the best kids. And I think yeah. the Rotolos are the future of the sport. I honestly believe that. And of course, there's a bit bias, but I think they should be fighting the best black belts in the world, the best wrestling grapplers in the world and they should be fighting them and i think they should you know i'm not i'm not their professor i'm not like i don't control their belt but i think the system that we're in like it just like i know why it's there and it, it has a purpose but like the kids are black belts like they're literally black belts like who's to say who's to say they're not black belts so um i, I know why but that's yeah. what i say i'm just kind of like ranting but i think i think that's the stuff that people would want to see right like i, I wouldn't want to see them versus like 10 bravos so it's tough though i tried setting up some of these fights like uh, i tried mickey Galval getting him higher belts i tried like he wanted jessica and tynan to fight black belts people don't want to accept the fights man <laughs> not not everybody's mikey <laughs> people don't want to put it on the line and go lose to a purple belt or brown belt when they're a black belt you know uh hopefully more people because sure. i think those are the fights if you're talking super fights that's where we're going to get some really intriguing stuff, too, because then you're talking about, like, if you got Ty in the Gi versus a black belt, that's something you can't just go see at an IBJJF, you know? That's when you're getting something unique. And, uh, like, I mean, like like we've seen at ADCC, I mean, what, Nick Rodriguez was, like, a blue belt when he took second? Right, Ty, Ty right, took right. Fourth, fourth as a as a blue belt? Like, the, the, these, these skill levels are, uh, you know, they're merging together. Like, a juvenile blue belt, like... Somebody like I talk with guys from Alliance and like Michael Gal- Mikhail Galvao is beaten up on world class black belts in the room, like guys who are who are meddling at major tournaments, and he's 16 years old. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, that's another guy added to the event, and that's that's one of the matches I'm most excited about uh, is a newly added uh, match, Mikhail Galvao versus Mateus Rodriguez. So he's 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 just like Ty. He's a juvenile who got his purple belt. He can't fight. He doesn't have anybody in his division. He can't fight at IBJJF right now. 
And uh, but we got him a match versus one of the best purple adults in the world. What do you think about that one, Chase? Man, I, I mean, of course I'm psyched. You know, Mikel Galvao, uh, he's really well known, but I also feel like he's got a hundred something thousand Instagram followers. But for some he's, reason, yeah. I feel like he's not as well known in the United States. He's, he speaks he's good huge. English. He, he speaks, speaks great English. Perfect English. But um, I, like like Bear was saying, like only the the biggest nerds know about this guy, and uh, I'm super excited to have him on our platform, have him on the show. Mateus Rodriguez is a beast, um, and I, a very physical match. I think is something we can expect, but. Um, I actually want to want to track this conversation back just a little bit because I'm with you, Bear. I think there should be a uh, what I want to call a pro league, but some kind of association where like anyone of any belt color, if they have the skills, they can compete irrespective of rank. But on the flip side, I think uh, there is the, the next generation. Like you mentioned, uh, we have uh, Mikhail Galvao. We have the Real Tolos. We've got guys like Moicano. They're also really, really freaking good themselves in their own rank and maybe – Maybe they don't have to go outside of their rank as much as we expect because there is such a growing talent pool inside of those divisions already. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, those are some badass matches, and they're at the same rank. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I think they should be able to fight anybody they want to, irrespective of belt rank. But also, let's not ignore that the talent pool is is growing dramatically, and it's not just like three good kids anymore, head and shoulders. But there's 30 or 50 like really talented, you know, teens out there that are world class. So I don't know. It's not as clear cut as I used to think it was. Yeah, we got a few of them. On the would, you, would, would you say? Would you guys say it's like? And let, let's take it back to even just viewership and just like in, in all honesty, right? Like I, I think like people like to watch Conor McGregor as much as they think all the other guys are world class fighters. You know, like people want to watch Conor McGregor, and that's just what it is. You know, and like you could watch all the the fights in the world, but like if there's not somebody like a Conor or John Jones, like who's really watching UFC nowadays? Like you know, and I think yeah. Jiu-Jitsu is very much like that in the sense where it's like. You know, you could have these world-class athlete jiu-jitsu athletes, but if it, if you don't, if you can't pull an audience, and you don't, you can't, people don't want to tune in to watch your fights. Like, you know, I mean, that's one hundred percent. Until no, you can, that's a great point. until you can get to that level to where you can start bringing in viewers. I don't care who you are, really. You yeah. know, you could be a white belt, you could be a black belt, whatever. You could be a blue belt. If you can bring in viewers, then you deserve to be on the on the main card, and because people want to see you fight, right? And I think if if you don't want to be that, then you could just go fight. IBJJF tournaments and little opens or whatever the tournaments are, but I think this new league of like I think who's number one is awesome because it's a platform for you guys to be able to do some interesting things and get some interesting fights in there as opposed to like you know the same fights that we're used to watching in the same rule set you know so yeah one hundred percent and that's something I, I keep trying to convey to these younger athletes when I, when I tell them like they all think like oh I'm just going to become uh, you know a black belt champ and then all of a sudden i got it and you know i'm gonna be a star and it's like no there's a lot of guys who've won a lot of black belt nobody cares about them you know and nobody it's, uh, cares about them literally yeah, like yeah, like the average jiu-jitsu practitioner there's guys who've been on the podium at worlds multiple times and the average jiu-jitsu practitioner couldn't pick them out of a lineup you know and it's like <laughs> and it, sure. it, it's, it's it's a sad truth and a lot of people are in denial about it that is. and uh it is but uh and and a lot of people think too when they think about it they think like you're like uh, you don't have to be disrespectful to be exciting. You can just be yourself. Just not give politician sure. answers. Just be yourself and just go out and have an exciting style, not try and, you know, try and win by an advantage, try and game plan and win by an advantage, try and get the submissions like a guy like Felipe Andrew. And when, and when, you, when you give a, uh, an interview, just be yourself. I mean, just 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 I like agree. us talking here. Just go out there and, and, and that's how you're going to get people to care about you. And like you said, it's like – yeah, I mean Conor McGregor may not be the best guy in the UFC, but when he when he fights, you know the entire world's going to be watching because whatever he's done, he's got he's got people watching him. And what else fights have we got for who's number one, guys? Who else we got in the card? 
I mean, there, there's a ton of great matches, but uh, I'm super excited to see Lucas Portazio take on Andy Murasaki. You know, that's a match we've seen before. Yeah, but we see it all the time, but those guys are fireworks. <laughs> it's yeah. just nonstop action. Yeah, it's a good fight. Good yeah. style matchup. Those guys are fireworks for sure. Uh, you got Jessica Khan's fighting uh, Brown Belt against Vicky Huang from Canada, one of uh, Ricardo's uh, fellow Canadians. Uh, Anderson Munez is fighting on there. Eric Munez was supposed to fight, but... Uh, Hurt his ankle uh-huh. at uh, winning double gold at uh, Worlds, and luckily he's got a doppelganger. He's got uh, <laughs> not a twin, but basically a twin that stepped in to take the match. He's fighting sure. Connor from uh, from Atos. I uh, think my most anticipated match might be uh, Rico Staten, the Flash from T- Team Lord Irvin versus Robin Bolin out of AOJ. The Flash is super exciting, man. He's got one of the most uh, interesting approaches to jiu-jitsu. They even have, have things like the Flash Challenge. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah, going around yeah, on yeah. Instagram, that crazy like <laughs> spinning back take thing that he does. Um but that's a tough match for Robin. Robin's an, a new purple belt, I want to say. He's Blue belt f- world champ last year. Blue belt world yeah. champ. From and, Sweden. Uh, yeah. From Sweden. But Rico, what, is his second year at purple belt? Yeah, yeah. He took like second at pants, won some stuff. One so day. a little yeah. bit of an experienced edge there. But I, I'm really, really excited. I think this could be a very active match with a lot of flashy. Shout out to Lucas Montoval from GFT who's fighting. He had... Uh, he went out and he got who's the who's number one logo embroidered on his gi for Euros. <laughs> that was so cool, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> won Euros. Uh and then who else we got? On? Oh, Colabate is one that you know everybody likes looking at. You know about this kid? Do you follow young enough to know about Cole? Uh, do you follow the, the kids' I, pants? I, I know. I, I'm 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 old, but I, I I know some of these kids still, Mike. I, I know I, I know you got I know you got the trace on all these kids now. But I, I know I know Cole. I know Cole. I've been, I've been watching from afar for for Dude, a little bit. This the, kid, this AOJ kid's a monster. Just, AOJ just recruited him from uh, from Texas. He, he was he's having... a nice kid, and his father is a. Yeah, they're, they're 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 very respectful, like uh, very respectful and a uh, super genuine, nice kid. Oh, when I interview him, so he I'm says yes, sir. He's gonna do. When I interview him, he says yes, sir to start every every uh, yeah, every response. He does do that. <laughs> super little like like Texas kid, but man, this kid, he's like 125 pounds now. I think he's getting to the adult size. And I'm, I'm I was at AOJ watching with him roll with people who were getting on the podium at like adult pans, whatever at purple brown belt. And he's right there with these guys. As a, you know, he, I don't even know if he turned 16 yet. It's his first year of juvenile. Might I want to say he's 16. Yeah. But uh, that kid's always exciting. I mean, he, he's fighting another, he's fighting Sebastian, another kid's pants champ. We got some good juveniles in there. We got uh, William Tackett's li- little brother, Andrew Tackett's exciting. Uh, to me, the, the money matches here. Okay, obviously we got Marigali, Victor Hugo. I mean, that's obvious. That's the main event. I mean, we got. Who, who wins that? Who wins that, Mike? I, I think you gotta favor you gotta favor Nicholas, but I mean I I I get really nervous counting out when I'm making picks, I get nervous counting out the first year guys. You know? Because it's like, okay, the, you see over and over again, guys, oh Talison just beat Bruno. Levi beat Lucas Lepre last year, Kynan beat Leandro Lowe. And I mean Victor Hugo is He just kneebarred cyborg in no gi world. cyborg in no gi. And I mean he he has as much credentials at the color belts as anybody. This guy, he did double. But those gold. people, but but those, but those first, but but those first three people you just said, there's some variables and the reason why. And you know, they won. You know, Lepre fought open class last year. All right, Bruno and Talison. You know, I'll give I'll give Talison that one, right? And, yeah. You know, kind and low. You know, that's a that's that's a good fight. But you know, yeah, low sort of fade. Say, yeah. Who's to say that it couldn't have went the other way? So no, I agree with you. Uh, but and like I said, but, Hugo's a, a beast. So who knows? You, you got to favor Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas is just such a monster. If you just look at the people he tapped last year, I mean, he tapped Ali, he tapped Felipe Andrew, he tapped Kynan, he tapped like half Cyborg a, at a, yeah. 
Tapped everybody. Yeah. Everybody he went against, ba- basically, besides the Keenan match that he lost. And He's then, like a 75% he lost, yeah. finishing rate. He lost to Keenan, and, and he lost to Kynan in that controversial ref's decision from, from Spider or whatever. Right. But uh, I think you got to go with, with Nicholas. But something I like about this, too, is both these guys are finishers. Like, when I was trying to select these matches, I was going with guys who were going out there. For, like, we. I, sorry, if, if we know that you're – somebody who doesn't want to get the finish like you're gonna just go out there and try and win by two points that's your goal like we're not gonna pay you a bunch of money and put you as the main event on the, on the stage just don't do ever invite them please if you're, <laughs> suck, if you're suck and you're boring at jiu-jitsu please don't ever invite anybody to who's number one the sport doesn't need any more of those you can go win ibjjf opens and point your way to a gold medal let's make some fights that are exciting that yeah. geeks like us can watch and just normal people at home and say hey why are those guys sitting on their butt for 10 minutes holding a grip well, Ni- like Nicholas, ridiculous. Nicholas has got a pretty ridiculous finishing percentage at uh, Black Belt. 79% uh, of his wins are by submission. And he's basically only fighting big stuff. Uh, yeah. Something that something I see here, I think I, 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 Victor doesn't really pass that much. I think Victor's going to end up playing guard here. Yeah, he'll pull. For yeah, sure. he's going to pull. And, I mean, Nicholas shreds guys' guards. He's a very underrated <laughs> guard passer. Like, that's, that's sort of what he thrives on. People think about his collar sleeve guard and this and that. When he really gets dangerous is when he gets on top of other big guys and just just yeah. no respect just annihilates their guard. It's it's he steamrolls people. But Victor has one of the very best guards. Yeah. He's super flexible for an ultra heavyweight. You know he, he inverts no problem. I think it's it's a really interesting matchup. You know I think I'm looking forward to see Nicholas uh, uh, his loop choke come into effect. He uses that a lot from passing. He'll kind of dive on it. Yeah, uh, did that to Lucas Leach at Worlds a couple years ago. Um, yeah, it's a fun match. I think we're going to see a high intensity from from Marigali. He's only got one speed, and that's 110 miles an hour. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. The other one, uh, the other uh, main event, co-main event, uh, Keenan versus Roberto, which is sort of, I mean, obviously Keenan's the heavy favorite here. Roberto's uh, a new black belt. But how this one came about was so interesting. Roberto already had a match. He was going to fight Eric Muniz. He got promoted. And we needed somebody. We're like, all right, who are we going to find to fight fight Roberto? And Keenan actually stepped up and took it. So made a made a pretty cool match. And uh, what I mean, Keenan's the big favorite. Keenan's you know won all this stuff at Black Belt, this and that. But Roberto is one of these guys. Like we were talking about Tommy earlier. We're talking about uh, who else were we talking about? That's a finisher, Felipe Andrew. Roberto's one of these guys that he's always a danger to get the finish. Like we've seen him go up against at the color belts, go up against guys he's supposed to lose to a bunch. Where he gets to the back if he, if he opens up. And creates a scramble, he can get to the back, but uh, and choke anybody. But I think Keenan's smart enough to know that and try and stay out of those situations. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a fair assessment. Roberto is, uh, you know, a bit of a wild card with his approach. He's very explosive, looking for the scramble. He thrives in the scramble, which makes him so fun to watch. But Keenan's great at shutting that down, at wrapping people up, and slowing people's games down. So I, I think you know it's a fair assessment. Keenan's uh, probably the heavy favorite, but Roberto can make things happen. Bear, what, what's your take on, on this match? I think I'm right in line with you guys. I think the I think it's a great fight to watch, nonetheless. I think it's a it's an exciting match to watch. We haven't seen it, so it's a good job to you guys for putting it together. But I think you said that Keenan's super smart, and um, and Roberto's very much like Keenan, very much like Mergali and Pena. Like once they show the back, they're on it, and it's really hard to get them off it. But uh, but Keenan's very well. He's very good at doing that also. So I think Keenan's smart enough to stay away from that and lace him up maybe in, in the lapel and try and uh, exploit him a little bit. So This is a match I think whoever wins is going to tap the other guy. I mean, Roberto basically only wins by submission. And, I mean, Keenan's so dangerous, too, that if he gets ahead of Roberto in the lapel game, 
He slowly advances his position, gets to the back, gets whatever. You know, he's got arm locks and stuff from there, too. I think whoever wins this one is going to be a submission. I think both the main events are going to be submissions. Two other fights I'm really looking forward to is the Ty Rolotolo versus Moicano. See Ty up against, you know, an elite purple belt in the Gi, something we haven't seen in a while. We've seen, been seeing him beating up on world-class guys no Gi. But that's going to be exciting to see Ty out there doing, you know, uh, a Gi matchup against a high-level purple belt. And the Mikhail Galval versus Mateus Rodriguez is just something I'm really – because this kid's got a lot of hype, man. Uh, What's yeah. time on those matches, those two matches? Seven. Seriously. Seven minutes. Seven. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those, be, those, those two fights are going to be great, the Galval fight and then the Rotolo fight. Like, uh, like you said, um, we haven't really seen Galval and then also Rotolo's fight at like, um, like kind of like teen or adult class really in the gi per se. So to see them um, compete against like high-level uh, guys in the gi at Purple Belt is going to be uh, fun to watch. Yeah, that's uh, like something uh, – that, that's the whole point of this, right, is get stuff that we can't see all the time, right? And that's how I hopefully in the future we get more like, hey, t- take the best brown belt, tie in or whatever, just ran through Euros. Let's get let's get a black belt middleweight to take it, you know, put it on the line. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you guys right now, future events, what would be uh, a dream match for you to see at a future event? Oh, Chase, what do you think? Besides Mikey and Keenan? Besides Mikey and Keenan? We already said Mikey and Keenan. Does Flo need some sponsor money to make some fights happen? We, <laughs> hey, Bear, we'll, we'll spon- never turn that down. Have a show your own invitation. Uh, if any other brand wants to put some money up to sponsor some, uh, to subsidize some some stuff that Flow Grappling is going to put together, some super fights, if we can make some what? exciting fights with, with different rule sets that are interesting and different people so everyone's not fighting Wait. the same brackets that we would watch in IBJJF. Mikey, Let's put some Mi- money together, sponsors. Mikey, Mikey's <laughs> your guy. Are you saying like maybe you're going to you, you back Mikey versus somebody else? I'll put money on Mikey. I got no problem putting money on Mikey. I got no pro- problem putting money on all my guys. So all who, right. got, who do you guys want to fight? We got Lepre, we got Mikey, we got Bushesha, we got Jazari. We, we, got, we, we got quite a few guys that we can throw in there to make some uh, – Makes a, some got some Lepre if he wants to come beat up some guys. We got some people that we can throw in there. And we can do a little brand yeah, yeah. yeah. Show your role versus Storm, want, or to, show your role versus some other team. That could be a crazy, who crazy. Who wants tournament. to take on Team Show Your Role? I mean, hey, you got a nice lineup there. <laughs> that's Mikey Musumeci, Lucas Lepre, <laughs> <Buchecha. laughs> hey, and, we, and, and we're going to promote good fights, interesting finishes, not this little like, hey, you know, I won by two points. Let's make it six minutes. Let's let let's let the fireworks go and let's just put together some interesting fights. Not the same ten minute boring match that we'll watch at every single tournament. So okay, that's what so we're you about. want six you want six minutes. What would else would be your ideal rules for some sort of challenge like this? Like, what would you six minutes? You give you give point you give points for side mount. You give points for full mount. You give points for back mount. That's it. Simple. No no crazy referee interpretation of sixteen different rules that they have to re- remember that they don't ever remember and. Everybody cries about why the refs screw them on Facebook. Yeah. The same thing every single time. Simple rule set. If you get side mount, you get mount, you get back mount. Leo Vieira told me about this rule set like five years ago. It makes the most sense. You know, you can jump for a submission from guard from top and you can land on your back. If they don't pass your guard, like they don't get any points and it promotes the it promotes the it promotes the submission. It's just an interesting rule set. May not be the perfect rule set, but I uh, Shit, I like that. I would also add uh, to get rid of decisions. The last person to score yeah, I did wins that the for match. This one. We have that for who's number one. Awesome. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like freestyle wrestling style. I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan as, as well. And freestyle wrestling has like criteria where like the last person to score is the winner. It's a tiebreaker. That way somebody's always losing. It sort of makes people push the pace. And I just want to get away from ref decisions because it's like 
I've never seen anybody lose a ref. Everybody who loses a ref's decision gets screwed. It happens over and over again. Everybody gets screwed. Nobody nobody accepts the loss. You know, they act like it wasn't a real. So let's get away from the controversy. And it, referee decisions can be a little bit. They can be subjective. I mean, it takes it out of the ref's hands, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. In, it's in the hands of the athletes. They know, you know, I'm behind. Yeah. Or they should know. Their coaches yeah. should know that you've been scored upon last as a tie score. You have to score. You have to, or you lose. So I think it makes it black and white. Uh, and also, uh, in, in incentivizes action you're going right. to be scrambling if you don't want to lose that match not so my guys, so guys yeah so guys if you guys if you guys know any other sponsors that want to put together sponsorship money for sing fights or flow wants to put, let's put some interesting fights together six minute matches easy simple rule system you get points for side mount points for mount points for bat i guarantee we're going to start watching some fun fights 10 yeah. minutes is not fun Ten minutes of passing the guard is not fun or holding guard. So right. shorten it to six, make it a simple thing, and it could be the same fights and brackets that we saw before. I mean, we've been putting together, we've been sponsoring tournaments for like ten years, and it's just like we just want to see interesting fights. That's all we care about. You know, we want to. We're fans, so um, you know, we're, we're we're fans of who number who's number one. Please keep it going. Let's keep on making some good fights happen. I love it. I love it. All right, Chase. All right, let's. Not Mike, not Mikey Musumeci involved. Well, Who, what's a super fight you want to see out there? Since we're talking, uh, you know, cross belt uh, challenges here, I wouldn't mind seeing Fabricio Andre from Alliance take on Shane Jamil Hill Taylor. Dude, that guy's a kid. Wow, dude, I think that would be a fun match. Wow. That guy is somebody I wish I got on this event. Fabricio Andre is just a—he's a murderer, dude. He's such a savage. He's super fun to watch. That dude annihilates. Let's people. not talk. Let's not. Let's not talk about him until he's short or old team. Yeah. <laughs> Lepre told me about him a long time ago, and I've been watching the kid. You know, and uh, we won't know till he's black belt, but. That kid, that kid's tough. Dude, a Euros, he just tapped six people. He tapped all six people. He tapped that dude, Yaroslav. He tapped, uh, I believe, Lucas from AOJ. He tapped the dude. He tapped, uh, like, brown belt featherweight. That's a tough bracket. These guys are all basically black belts. You tap all <laughs> six of them, you know. That and that dude, for years, ever since blue belt, he's just, he's just been running through back. He's been he's doing a, the a, same thing, yeah. He's a buzzsaw. So you're saying Jamil versus Fabricio Andre. That's the match I like to see. I like that matchup. That's that's an interesting one. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with, I mean, I think this is a match that a lot of people wanted to see after it happened last time. I'd like to see it, see it sort of get resolved. I mean, we had, the, we had the controversial ref decisions thing with these guys last time. Kind of a Nicholas. Of course. Yeah. Got to have a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think those are, those, uh. are, those are two. I mean, obviously you want to see either one of them fight Buchecha. But Buchecha, we know how it is. He, he does worlds. He doesn't care about these smaller events. He's, he's won worlds a million times. He's going to show up and win double gold at worlds. But if we're talking super fights in between, I want to see those two. But, hey, if Buchecha was available, Dude. if you're going to have a match for Buchecha, I'll say Buchecha kind of. Just because of the ADCC match, they haven't fought in the Gi, that would be pretty interesting. Did, 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 was it, did, wasn't Magali trying to call out Buchecha? Like, why is everyone trying to call out Buchecha? I know why, because he's the king. Like, yeah, I mean, well, world, if you beat Buchecha, you're you, a legend, you, man. That's, just, <laughs> that's kind of the – got to assume the position once you're the best in the world, one of the best of all time. Yeah, and I think like you ima- you imagine Buchesha versus somebody at six minutes in a non like absolute format where he like only has to fight he only has to fight like one fight. I would yeah. love to see Leandro Lowe versus somebody at six minutes, and he's not putting like all this like uh, crazy tax on his body for like the absolute. I think that's what people miss. They they forget like these guys are fighting like fifteen matches, so by the time they get to like or twelve matches, by the time they get to their fight, they're kind of like 
done because right. they fought like 80 minutes or something. You, know? we but really, you imagine like somebody like Bouchet or Lowe fighting for like six minutes. That's a great point. Like, yeah. It was one match. Crazy. Like, because like, we, we know Bouchet. I want to see yeah. yeah. I want to see Lowe versus Mergali six minutes. Oh, it was some, it's gonna, it would be bananas. It would, yeah, that's that, what I would like to see that. That would be wild. Uh, and it's like Buchecha, like we see it all the time with him. He, he's smart, he's a veteran, he knows he's got to conserve his energy. You know, we see Buchecha just li- go there and like his first match at ADCC, he's, he's going against he's the like guy behind the guy, yeah, he's like <laughs> clearly way better than these guys. And he'll just like sort of like just play with them for a little bit. And then it's like, okay, all, all of a sudden there's like two minutes left. Buchecha turns it on, sweeps them, runs wild. You know, six minute Buchecha. That's going to be a problem. That's going to. Could you imagine Lepre? Could Could you imagine Lepre versus? I mean, these guys like they're the greatest of all time, right? So it's just like saying, "Oh, like I don't see why Jordan is like playing the game like this," you know, in his fifteenth championship or whatever. Like they have to protect something, so it's like they can't be like your number one guy that can just go like put it all on the line and like lose it. Like they literally have to. They're going to lose their legacy, right? So they got to play a little safe. Has but, Lucas like, Lepre ever fought? If you took away from it. Paulo Miao? Lucas Lepre, I believe, did fight Paulo Miao at, at like a Brasileiro or something. Somewhere in Brazil, I think he fought I'd Paulo I'd want to see that match again six minutes. You know, let, let him run wild, see what happens there. If you put Lepre in six minutes and he would just start closing people down, like, Le- Lepre just like, he's like fine line, so like, with time, <laughs> he just like picks his spots and he closes his face and you're dead, but like, I think like, I think, I think there's a bunch of like interesting fights and it. Why don't we just go and start picking some of the best grapplers in the world and just make them fight doesn't even have to be jujitsu anymore let's just start pulling wwf guys everybody (laughs) (laughs) i like this idea i like this idea of uh shorter matches just try and get get some exciting guys push push the action i mean bear says he's got his team ready to go if anybody wants to challenge them i mean mikey mikey's ready mikey and kyle they want that smoke right now mikey and kyle they want everybody uh but uh that's something i'm very interested in i think we're running out of time the event this weekend Saturday night, well, okay, Friday we're going to have the press conference, streamed online, free, just like how we did the ADCC bracket reveal, all that. Uh, press conference, weigh-ins, all that. Uh, at 4 p.m. West Coast time, that's like 7 Eastern. Okay, so watch that for free on Friday. Uh, Saturday, the event, all these matches start at around 6 West Coast time, so like 9 on the East Coast. There is uh, an undercard that starts earlier, though. Fight to win undercard earlier. I mean, there's a lot of good guys going to be fighting this event. Tyne and Dalpra. A lot of people we didn't talk about. Mayram Alves is an exciting person. That's vicious, man. Uh, if you want to talk about color belt matches, I want to see Mayram Alves for Bishu Andre. Mm. That's another story. Uh, tune, in, tune in. Check it out. It's our first event. Support it. we got a bunch of exciting guys on there. We'll be on the ground, so don't worry, you guys. Uh, our Instagram will be popping off. We'll have all the latest updates. We're trying to organize some training sessions to give you the last-minute view of what's happening before the event. And uh, there will be plenty of access. We'll be there on the ground, so it'll be fun. All right. On the there. next one, guys, we got to do. In the next one, we got to do that self-defense versus sports <laughs> jiu-jitsu conversation. Dave Camarillo, basically one of the most dangerous men in the world in grappling, who's trained the best MMA fighters and also does a lot of like military training. I mean, oh, the guy yeah, we forgot about that. Went on Instagram. Yeah. He said he would prefer to fight a self-defense person in the street that just practices self-defense jiu-jitsu versus a guy that does sports jiu-jitsu. Or that was his general. His general, um, his general comment. I'm pretty sure. Oh, absolutely. A bunch of uh, yeah. I think, I think there's no question. Let's talk about this for a few minutes. We got, we got a little time to go. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no question. Like, who are you gonna want to fight in the street? Felipe Andrew or some guy who just does self defense in, in, in the gym? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Felipe Andrew is gonna either put you to sleep or break your leg out there. Like, 
quick. But but like but the, but, yeah. but but on the other side, right? On the other side, let's let's play devil's advocate. You know, they might not know how to do like the the headlock escape. Or you know, or or the or the you're right. I could headlock defense, him. Or yeah, the defense, right? like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all you gotta lock, do. You know, you're, so it's like yeah. You know, like uh, like like how's Philippe Andrew gonna stop the night defense when you do the block? You know, that's, know. The, that's the other. I guess against other people, defense, I'm not gonna right? try and stab him first off. So I guess uh, <laughs> that's a, that's if he's fighting you. If I, I, I guess maybe if I put him in a headlock, he's screwed. If I put him in a headlock, I might. I <laughs> I think that's. I think that's. I think that's. Maybe get a, a little behind the I'm waist pre- grip. I'm pretty sure I'd get cyborged if I if I put put Felipe Andrew in a headlock. I'm pretty sure I'd get launched onto some concrete. But yeah, let's get into that some I more next time. I, 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 th- I think I think we're all I think we're all sport guys, but I think I I do have a fa- a fun like appreciation for self defense So I think there is a, a place for it. And I think it's really all one. Yeah. But I think it's still like we have we have we should have the conversation as opposed to like uh, maybe we can get Dave to call in. Maybe we can get Dave to call in and yeah, because he's he's more of an expert on that than us. Yeah. Let's uh all right. Well uh Bear, so, thanks for calling. Sorry, in, my Ricardo. Friend. I miss you, Ricardo. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, Ricardo. Yeah, see you next don't, time, Ricardo. Don't worry. We already know his answers. Yeah, everybody's gonna win. <laughs> Everyone's tough. You know. All right. He's gonna be right, a little so, bit more edgy next time, I promise. Ne- ne- I promise. Next week it looks like we're gonna have two shows. Tuesday at this regular time, Thursday in the fistful of college time. We got I think a big surprise coming for you guys on Thursday. Stay tuned. And uh Bear, you're gonna be back next week, right? Yes, let's do it, boys. Have let's a good do day, it, man. I can't wait for who's number one this weekend. All right, cool. Thanks, Bear. Talk to you later, Thanks. man. Later, guys. Ciao.